What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking all things shoulder blade. This episode is inspired because I've had a handful of new clients in this past month who have been coming to me with different things going on in their body, specifically going on in their upper back, their upper body, or maybe even their shoulder, and all of these things have been leading me to their shoulder blade, aka their scapula. I'm going to try so hard not to nerd out too much and go so in-depth with the muscles and things like that, but I want you to get the overall general picture of how important your shoulder blade is and the things that we need to start training it for. So today, not only are we going to talk about exactly what the shoulder blade is, but we're also, I'm going to describe some common things that could be happening in your body right now that could be involving your shoulder blade, all right, that scapular bone. And then I'm, of course, going to give you some actionable steps some ways to start working on it effectively today. Okay, so let's get started. So the shoulder blade is also aka the scapula, but I refer to it as shoulder blade when I'm talking to clients so they can really understand what I'm talking about because most of the time they're referring it to it as that um, specific language. So it's this triangular bone in your upper back. It sits on top of your rib cage and it glides around your rib cage when we move our arm. It moves in six different motions. A lot of people do not know how much their shoulder blade moves, mainly because maybe their shoulder blade doesn't move as it should, or they didn't know that this was a totally different thing that didn't have to involve their actual shoulder bone, their humerus. So it moves in six different motions. It moves in elevation. So think about bringing your shoulders up towards your ears. It moves in depression, so bringing those shoulders down. If you heard that cue of shoulders down and back, that is depression. It moves in protraction, which is when the shoulder blade comes around the side of our ribs and it pushes forward, so it comes around at an angle. Or retraction, when our shoulder blades are coming together in the back. Upward rotation, think about when you're, um, anything that involves lifting your arm above your head. Your shoulder blade is upward rotating to help your arm move above your head. And then last but not least, downward rotation. So think about when your arm comes down or even if you were going to put your hand on your low back. Your scapula, aka shoulder blade, downward rotates. These are all of the six motions, and that's definitely the first thing that I explain to clients when we're working on movement. Just recently, I had a client who could only bring her arm backwards to a certain point in this T motion, and she could only bring her arm upwards at a certain point if she was making this Y motion. She was experiencing some pain in the front of her shoulder, a little bit of pinching, but mostly pain. And though her deltoids, so that shoulder's muscles, were really tight, and we were working on those, the root cause was the fact that her shoulder blade wasn't moving as it should. Her shoulder blade was stuck in that position on his rib cage. And when that shoulder blade isn't gliding, isn't giving you that upward rotation or that downward rotation, the shoulder and how it sits in the socket starts to take on the, the slack. So then we get pinching happening because our shoulder blade is supposed to move then our actual shoulder joint is supposed to move. But if that shoulder blade is stuck, then the only thing trying to get you in whatever position, whether it's that T or that Y position, is your actual shoulder sitting in that shoulder joint. And it doesn't move 
in that entire motion, in that full range of motion without the shoulder blade being involved. So we have to make sure our shoulder blade, our scapula is moving and not just our actual shoulder joint. One of the biggest muscles that I work on when I'm working on those shoulder um, shoulder blades is this muscle underneath called the serratus anterior. It's also known as the boxing muscle. This muscle rarely is known, rarely is used. So once we, you know, we muscle test to see if it's activating, if it's even working. I look at how your shoulder blades are sitting in your rib cage. I look at all six of these motions to see how you can move them. And if we can't, then I'm looking at serratus anterior to help you glide that shoulder blade into protraction, which is coming around towards the front of your body, and retraction, which brings those shoulder blades together. That is one of the main motions that that serratus does. And it also helps stick that shoulder blade onto your rib cage. One of the things we're going to talk about later is scapular winging. And that's when our shoulder blade, when we're going to move our shoulders, maybe just sitting in a, um, sitting or standing in a neutral position, or even when you go to put your hands behind your back, that scapular or that shoulder blade wings, which means that if I wanted to, I could literally put fingers underneath it. And the serratus anterior, along with a bunch of other muscles, so not just that one, is one of the ones responsible to help stabilize our shoulder blade to our rib cage as well as glide it as it should when we're doing different arm movements. So we're going to be working on some of these moves I'm going to give you later are going to be involved around that serratus anterior and learning how to activate it and how to use it and how to properly get those shoulder blades moving in any six of these motions. Next thing I want to talk about. I want to bring up and describe some common things, some common symptoms you may be dealing with right now in your body that could be leading up to your shoulder blade or could be involving your shoulder blade. So first thing, some people have been coming to me with a lot of shoulder popping or clicking. Now that could be different reasons, but one of the things is one of the muscles that involves in your shoulder blade isn't um, allowing it to glide as it should. So when we mentioned earlier, when people are doing Y motions or doing something that involves reaching up over their head or maybe even going towards their back and like this T motion. If we hear some popping happening, that could be directly um, related to your shoulder blade because our shoulder blade isn't gliding as it should and the muscles underneath are popping across and clicking. And that's because they're not as stable. When it comes to popping, when it comes to clicking, my first thought process, and I want yours to be, is instability. Something isn't moving. Something isn't as stable as it should be. So other muscles are picking up the slack. In this case, when it comes to shoulder popping, your shoulder blade isn't moving, isn't holding down the fore, isn't doing its job. So that shoulder joint tries to pick up other slacks and then other neck muscles, shoulder muscles start to pick up when we get kind of muscular imbalances happening all the time. So if you're experiencing some shoulder popping, this could be one of the things going on. Next up, your poor posture, specifically related to the forward rolled shoulders. Between your shoulders being rolled forward, that neck sticking out in front of your head, our shoulder blade is in this kind of upward tilt motion because it's coming along with the muscles. If those muscles at the top of your shoulder, which are your trap muscles, if those muscles on the side of your neck are tight, everything's connected. And we have muscles that go from our neck that connect to that shoulder blade. So if those muscles get tight because we're breathing with, you know, um, we're mouth breathing and we're elevating our shoulders each time, or maybe because we're stretched out of those pecs are tight. Those shoulder blades start coming with where those tight muscles are, and we get those forward rolled shoulders. So now the muscles that are trying to help attach or kind of anchor that shoulder blade to your rib cage are in control because the muscles in the front, those neck muscles, those trap muscles, those pec muscles are overpowering the muscles in the back. 
So if you're having any of that poor posture, those four rolled shoulders, yes, I'm totally down with doing some double chins, stretching out and opening up that pec. Definitely down for that. But we also can't ignore the back part. I know we feel a lot of tension and tightness in our neck, in the front of our um, front of our arms, in our um, pecs, but we tend to forget about the upper back. So we got to make sure we're moving things along in the backwards motion, too, because once you start opening and stretching up things in the front, we got to start stabilizing, strengthening things in the back. Next up, what I mentioned earlier, scapular winging. Now, um, when it comes to scapular winging, essentially what that means is if you ever looked at someone's back, whether they're just standing in this neutral position or maybe their arm is on their low back or whatever, you can see some scapular winging. And what that means is the inside part of their scapula, the shoulder blade, the closest part to their spines are literally lifted up off their rib cage. Doesn't necessarily have to be painful. Some people you'd be surprised have been living with that for years. Some people are still killing it. However, that is exactly what scapular winging is. It's literally I can put my fingers up underneath that shoulder blade because it's sticking off of that rib cage. Now, remember I mentioned that some of those muscles' jobs is to literally anchor our shoulder blade, our scapula, to our rib cage. If they're not strong enough, if they're not activated by certain nerves, if they're not doing their job, then the muscles on the outside of that shoulder blade, the outside of that shoulder win. And that's how we end up with scapular winging or why some people can't lift heavy objects. They can't push or pull heavy objects or things literally because the muscles underneath their shoulder blade in between their shoulder blades are not activating and are not doing their job. And that's definitely down the road how we, li- how we um, end up with some upper body injuries, some shoulder injuries. So scapular winging is another thing. If you notice that, if you were to look in the mirror or someone looks at you and And you notice that you have that kind of opening where the middle parts, the parts that are closer to your spine are lifted off of your rib cage. This is definitely some things at the end of this episode that I'm going to give you to start strengthening and working on those muscles back there. Last but not least, but my absolute favorite, shoulder knots. So many people are coming to me with shoulder knots now. Honestly, before too, but even more now because we're sitting more at our desk, we're doing less movement. They're coming to me, and the shoulder knots can be different places. But one of the biggest things that I get is they point to that, you know, the knot in between, kind of like their neck and their shoulder. They tell me that they've tried to crush a bar there, one of those percussion guns, whatever. But when they show me this, I describe to them how they're just pushing a ball or a cross ball into just a bone. They're just pushing it directly into their shoulder blade. The whole purpose of a lacrosse ball is to work on the soft tissues, to work on the muscle. So I show them in the ways that I start working on underneath their shoulder blade and also ways that I give them to go home with is how we need to move our shoulder blade out the way. We need to have some of that protraction, move that shoulder blade around the rib cage so that whatever you're using there, the lacrosse ball, the percussion gun, whatever, can get to the muscle that you're specifically trying to get to. So when it comes to shoulder knots, the first place I would start it is how is your shoulder blade moving? I know that neck feels tight. I know you just want someone to possibly pop in there, move something, dig in there with everything. But we could be digging into that same trigger point, that same neck muscle, who the reason why it's tight is because the shoulder blade is stuck in a not normal position. And if we just keep digging at the pain point, we're never going to get to the underlying underlying root cause, which is the shoulder blade. So when people come into my office with shoulder knots, yes, we're working on your neck. Yes, we're working on that pec. But I'm also digging up underneath that shoulder and getting that shoulder blade moving and in the proper position that it should. Because that's how we're going to start to start relieving some of that neck tension and pec tension. 
All right, y'all, coming up in the end, last but not least, let me leave you all with some actionable steps on ways you can start working on it. Now, as always, I'm going to tag these in the episode notes so you can have access to the videos. First one up is that serratus anterior, the muscle we mentioned earlier, push-up. I'm going to have you on all fours in like a tabletop position and teach you how it means to literally protract and retract your shoulder blade. So bringing those around to the front of your ribcage and then squeezing them and bringing them back. That push-up will help with that tremendously. Scapular reaching. Now we mentioned how our uh, shoulder blades rotate up and they rotate down. Well, most of the time, most of ours are rotated up because of the tightness of our muscles or because whatever movement we're doing. The scapular reach helps us start to activate those muscles in between our shoulder blades and the muscles on the bottom would help create that downward rotation, would help create stability to from your shoulder blade to your rib cage. So that scapular reach teaches you how to use other parts, other muscles that don't involve your upper traps, that don't involve the top of your shoulder. Why? So I know you've heard of the Y's, the T's, and the I's, or the A's, whatever people call them. Well, the Y's are super important to help work on, again, that downward rotation, helping us start to stabilize that shoulder blade and know what it means like to not be rolled forward in front of our shoulders, but to be down and back where it should be on that rib cage. And last but not least, reach, roll, lift. This is when I have you in this all four positions, tabletop position, and I'm training you against gravity. Now we're off of the wall, but against gravity, can you still maintain your neck neutral? Can you still maintain that double chin? Can you still engage and activate those muscles in between your shoulder blades, the ones lower in your shoulder blades that are causing you to rotate that shoulder blade down? Can you do all of this motion against gravity before we even put weight over top of you? So before you even start pushing that weight above your head, can you control your shoulder blade? And if you can't, then that's how we lead into issues down the road. So all of these movements are great places to start when it comes to working on your shoulder blade and training it and learning how to use it. And from starting here, you'd be surprised at how many things already start to loosen up and start to open up from just this movement. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I hope you found today's episode super valuable. Hope I didn't nerd out too much because there's so much information when it comes to the shoulder blade. Looking forward to hollering at you guys on the next episode.